Okay, everybody, we're live now. So, we're live streaming right now. We'd like to welcome everybody here, appropriately distanced, uh, for this time together today. Those of you who are watching on the live stream, I want to encourage you to participate, physically participate. We're going to have some responsive reading. We're going to have a time where we kneel together uh, in silence. And so if you're watching on the live stream, I want to encourage you to participate in that. Friends, we are instructed as the people of God, as followers of Jesus, to rejoice with those who rejoice and to mourn with those who mourn. We're instructed by the prophet Micah to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. Paul tells us to consider the needs of others as more important than our own. And Jesus clearly commands us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. In an era where there is much confusion about what is safe with our personal health, these words leave no doubt about what is good and right and beautiful to do towards our neighbor. So we now purpose to enter into a season of mourning with our black, native, and people of color brothers and sisters. So many in our community are deeply mourning as well as righteously enraged and justifiably exhausted. Not at a single handful of recent injustices, but at centuries of systemic oppression silencing, abuse, horrifically exemplified by the recent brutality and murder that we've seen play out on our streets. What is happening now is nothing that has not been happening throughout our entire history. It is not something that is going to be solved either without mourning and lament, repentance, and justice. But it won't be solved by those things alone, not just by emotions. As the people of Grace Church, we humbly enter into this time recognizing that most of us, most of us have not experienced the trauma and injustice that our black, native, and people of color brothers and sisters have. In fact, many of us have benefited from their suffering and propagated, no matter how unknowingly or unwillingly, the systems of their oppression. Recognizing this is part of our own humbling and repentance, and it is without excuse and without justification that we enter this time. And so a little instruction as we do this, lament and mourning have not been a regular practice at our church, so some instruction is necessary. We need to understand that lamenting is not an intellectual process. But neither is lamenting just about crying or expressing emotion or feelings of guilt and shame. The purpose of lamenting is to expose and name whatever is wrong. And that opens us up to grief and then healing. And there can be no healing without confession grief, lament, and repentance. We facilitate and practice our lament in the morning by asking God the Holy Spirit for what we need to humbly and properly lament and mourn, for a right heart, pure spirit, and discerning and humble mind. 
We ask that we would be able to acknowledge and own the wrong, the hurt, the confusion, the guilt, the shame, the pain, the injustice, and the consequences as it pertains to our community and to us individually. We also plead with God for specific intervention, action and presence and courage to follow through on it. But we do all this also giving thanks for God's presence and promise among us, for God's character and long-suffering with us. In all this, we have to remember it's not by following some formula or making some public spectacle that accomplishes anything. It is only by allowing God's grace to grant us deeper and deeper repentance and faith. In the end, it is our trust in the mercy and love of God that leads us into this time of lament and mourning. You know, I was reading an interesting article the other day uh, that talked about how important worship is in this time as a part of our lamenting and as part of our repentance process. And so the songs that we've selected to share together this morning with you guys create space for that to happen or uh, really poignant and important this first one I want to sing with you all and join in please um, is uh, directly from 1 Corinthians 13 I affectionately call it the love chapter um, and the words are really important right if, if we can do a lot of different things like speaking tongues of men angels, but uh, if we can really understand his word, um, you know, if we can move mountains because our faith is so strong, it's all useless if we don't love. And so um, that's where we'll start this morning. Jesus. 
Go on and scream it from the mountain. Go on and tell it to the masses. We enter this time of lament and repentance, conflicted, confused, anxious, and hurting. We live in a nation that was founded with many lofty ideals and beautiful aspirations, but also blinded by the sins of exceptionalism and racism. Enriched and founded by the ethnic cleansing of the native peoples and with the murderous subjugation of those stolen from their homelands and used as slaves. And while at times people have sought to end the cycle and systems of oppression and the sins that they are rooted in, they are still with us today. We, as the church, are not innocent of participating in and at times promoting these sins. The burden to address this and to seek the utter dismantling of these injustices falls most heavily upon us, the privileged, not on the oppressed. And since its primary root is in sin, and its ultimate answer is found in the presence of the kingdom of God and the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it falls most profoundly to us, the church, to lead out in recognizing, repenting, and working for the flourishing of us all, especially those who have endured centuries of oppression and pain. To that end, we lament. We lament the recent deaths of our brothers and sisters, our black brothers and sisters, our brothers and sisters of color, at the hands of the police, including not tragically limited to, but including Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd. We join with the psalmist who saw centuries ago and wrote, Why do you look the other way and ignore the way we are oppressed and mistreated? For we lie in the dirt with our bellies pressed to the ground. Rise up and help us. We lament the murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and so many others. And we grieve with their families and friends. We are grieved, enraged, and fatigued by a society that refuses to see some of us as equal image bearers of God because of a different tone 
of skin. We lament. We lament the deaths caused by the current COVID-19 pandemic. For all of those who have had to endure isolation, separation, hardship, and death. But specifically, we lament those who those disproportionately affected because of race. We lament the systems that allow some life-giving care while shutting others out. We lament the trauma caused to those who must care for others with limited resources and make immediate life and death decisions time and time again. We lament the pain of those who could not be physically present while their loved ones breathe their last We lament the pain, suffering, and trauma caused by systemic racial injustice in our society, our schools, businesses, neighborhoods, and homes. God, we lament the pain caused by us who have chosen not to pay attention because of our privilege. We lament the pain caused by the church being more concerned with comfort and safety than picking up the cross and following our master, Jesus. Part of lament is seeking to enter into the suffering of those afflicted. This can be a difficult thing to do and a vulnerable act that challenges all our instincts of safety, even survival. But we have to at least try. And that's what we're going to do now. The other night, a few of us here were at the protest gathering on the square in Fayetteville and they led us in a time nine minutes of kneeling in silence honoring the nine minutes that the life was crushed out of our brother George Floyd and we're going to do that this morning I want to invite you if you're physically able for the next nine minutes in silent prayer and reflection to kneel and honor those who are suffering. If you would repeat after me this prayer of confession. God, you call us to love as you love. God, you call us to love as you love. To care as you care. To care as you to seek justice, mercy, and truth. In a world that is yet to feel the warmth of your embrace. But we fail to heal, heed your call. We draw back from those in need. Say nothing when we see injustice. Forgive us for the things we have done and not done. Forgive us for the things we have said and not said. Forgive us for the lives we have lived and not lived. Forgive us and enable us. To reflect the image of the one we profess to follow. To reflect the image of the one we profess to follow. 
Alex is going to lead us now in a time of singing our confession and repentance. So the uh, the refrain that I would uh, want to sing with you guys, as I repeat the words, we'll sing this in response. And here's what we're going to sing. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. Spirit of white exceptionalism, of supremacy, nationalism, and colonialism that has found its way into this church. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. The failure to recognize and repent of genocide and racism. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. Our own love of safety and comfort, and isolation while others suffer. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. Those of us with privilege who use it for abuse instead of for the benefit of others. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. Our failure to suffer with those who suffer and to mourn with those who mourn, but instead choosing to other them, to blame them, to shame them, to guilt them, and demand from them what we refuse to demand even from ourselves. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on us. It's prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We want to, those of you who are able to bring your elements of communion to take this, because the taking of the elements of communion regathers us and rejoins us. It is a promise that no matter how far we have strayed, no matter what we have done, Christ continually offers himself for us. 
There is no limit to the mercy of God. And that is what brings us to the place of repentance. Without the promise of the presence of God, we will not have the strength. So come to this time now to take the body and blood, to be regathered with those who mourn, with those who have caused mournings. We are all brought together at the table of the mercy of God in communion. So back in 1900, there's a man uh, who was an NCAA, NAACP leader. His name's James Weldon Johnson. He wrote a song, uh, and then his brother, or actually it was a poem, and then his brother James came back and added music to it. And it was sung in 1900 by a choir of 500 school children at a segregated Stanton school where James Weldon was the, um, the principal. And so uh, it's commonly known as the, the Black National Anthem. If there is voice and sing, and so I thought it would be appropriate this morning if we sang it together.
your instruments. You are 
Hagen, who started the International Justice Mission, wrote, The victims of injustice in our world do not need our spasms of passion. They need our long obedience in the same direction. Our legs and lungs of endurance. And we need sturdy stores of joy. We can give our full-throated and broken-hearted voice to mourning and lament and 
repentance this morning because of the promise of joy that will follow when justice finally comes and peace is fully established. But Grace Church, if we fail to go from here to do the works that accompany true repentance, our mourning has been for nothing. Our lament fraudulent. Our repentance self-satisfying and abhorrent to God. Let our mourning and lamenting and repenting today do its God-ordained work in moving us to greater works of justice. Thank you for being here this morning. It's an awkward time. There's, there's no other way to say it. But it is good that even now we can do this. In the weeks and months to come, we will continue to move in the direction of peace and reconciliation to continue the work that the church has done when the church has been who the church is supposed to be. This is not new work to the church, but we may need to rediscover it. Lots of information will be on our websites. We're going to be having conversations and groups as we continue to navigate this time of quarantining and distancing. But know this, just as we can see each other this morning, maybe not be able to hug each other, but to see each other, that God is moving in our church. God is moving in us and through us and among us. So thank you for being here. Thank you for joining with us on the live stream. I'm going to ask Amy to come up and give us our benediction. Lord, your kindness, and grant us your salvation. Grace Church, hear what God proclaims. The Lord, he proclaims peace to his people, all his people, to his faithful ones, and to those who put in God with hope. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. But let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Amen. Amen.